Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DGS and KMOX 106. Happy Thursday to you. Well, it's the last day of the week you're going to have me to kick around. I'm taking tomorrow off. My daughter's Whoa. coming in for fall break. Nice. And uh, I'm hoping to get five, eight minutes with her. So <laughs> <laughs> You don't know when that'll be, so no. you're going to take the whole day. No, just I'll in be case. waiting yeah. online like in The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> she got me waiting in the lobby. <laughs> uh, so these guys will take good care of you. Um, I didn't mean to start here, but uh, with Rach playing that song, The Beatles, Meet the Beatles album, and uh, this one were the two albums that, like, changed my musical life, mm-hmm. where it just, like, vaulted me into another area. Do you guys have albums or songs like that that you heard at some point and just went, I don't even know what's happening? Mm. Yes. I would say, yeah, like, when I was younger, it was the Beatles, actually, just discovering not just the oldies in general, but it was specifically, it was the Meet the Beatles and then the subsequent the Let It Be albums and all of that. And then when I was older, a friend introduced me to like indie music, like just kind of mm-hmm. deep cuts. And then that opened up a whole new world to Good me. Good one. Wheels, what, did, what were you into before you were into metal? Or was it right from the jump? No, like when I was a little kid. Uh, so when I'm like little, I'm talking like five, six, seven, eight, like that range. Um, I always liked like the Queens, the game was my first record. The one that first mm, one I ever owned. Good one. Um, so yeah, it was mostly, it was that, um, I remember my parents said that when I was really little, I really loved live and let die. <laughs> they said, I, they said I walked around the house singing it. So <laughs> awesome. like when I was like three or four, That's I just walked around the house singing it. So <laughs> it probably, it started with kind of like that yeah. and then it gradually changed. I think the one thing that really changed it and set me on the path was Van Halen. Like yeah. the first time I heard them, I was in kindergarten and I was like, oh, this oh, is yeah. the best. So this a, is the best. It was a progression. You didn't go from nothing to heavy metal. You kind of well, went the Van Halen. Like heavy metal then was Black Sabbath, uh-huh. right? It's not what you think of now. It's no. not anything like that. So there was no speed metal. Right. Or... It was essentially a little bit slower mm-hmm. um, and some cases a little more screamy. Like darker. Like Led Zeppelin was, a, was considered heavy metal. They were a little oh, more wow. screamy, yeah. but. Um, like those ones we think of now as the traditional classic rock bands were the quote metal bands at yeah. the time. Judas Priest was another big one, ACDC. But I think for me, the switch was Van Halen. Just Rachel, the guitar I'm guess and all it that. Is the theme to Little House on the Prairie? No. <laughs> no, I always grew up like so I grew up like with my dad listening to Casey. So all this music was just from as long as I can remember. 
part of my life. But mm-hmm. I remember when I was like 12 and 13, my brother buying albums for the first time, and then I would steal them out of his room <laughs> and listen to him. So <laughs> like, funny. Uh, Blink move. 182. He bought the Green Day International mm. Super Hits album, and like just being introduced to like pop punk yeah. like that was very that's cool taste changing for that's sure. Cool. Ranch. Uh, it was the Fat Boys coming back hard again. Nice. No, it was that it really <laughs> true story. It's actually the Joshua Tree uh, oh. by U2. All right. And I remember I got it in when I was in grade school, and I had my girlfriend at the time. She asked me oh, what I wanted. Love she it. asked me what I wanted. My, they're we like were the going sixth out. grade breakup kids. We were going out. <laughs> so she thought I was living in a bubble. Yeah, and, she thought it was uh, not, not so this she one. Used to buy me. Different, different one. Different lady. Different lady. She thought I was in an iron lung. She asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said I wanted uh, uh, Coming Back Hard Again by the Fat Boys because the song Jelly Roll was on it. Yeah. And <laughs> she couldn't find it in the store, so she got me the Joshua Tree instead. Was she? Could she drive? I don't know. I guess her mom took her. Yeah, people went to the mall a lot then, right? You could have walked to the, in Granite City, there was a vintage vinyl. Don't dunk on me. And it wasn't too far. (laughs) You can walk there. So, you guys didn't have a vintage vinyl in Roxanna? We didn't have two-story houses. (laughs) (laughs) We had one. So, she, uh, she got me Joshua Tree, and I remember being disappointed, like, Oh, I didn't want I didn't want this U2. And then it it changed my life. I cool. I love that band. Andrew. Uh for me, first of all, I just want to say with uh, when Kevin's listening to it, it's called Livin'. Let's go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could I couldn't I couldn't work that in earlier. Uh, uh, let's go. It was good enough to hang on stuck to. With that yeah. instinct. Uh, I <laughs> I was only allowed to I was I listened to classic rock uh you know when I was in the car with my parents. And then by myself, I was only allowed to listen to like female, like adult contemporary, like 101 when it was Alice. Yeah. Right. So I would listen to Alice. So a lot of like Jewel, you know. Uh, Why uh, were you who only will, allowed who to will listen save to that? Your, who will save your soul and like Alanis Morissette? I don't know. It's just kind of what my parents would put on okay. on my little Nickelodeon radio <clears throat> and be like, this is appropriate. So yeah, I grew up with like Jewel and Alanis Morissette and. Uh, 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 what was her name? The other one that was popular around that time. Ah, uh, the other one. The Arthur. <laughs> four non-blondes. That explains yes, the long hair, the no bikini top. Garbage. Yeah. Not garbage. Garbage was a little too, uh. PJ Harvey. Intense. Not PJ Harvey. Oh. PJ Harvey was too Fiona cool. Fiona Apple? Uh, no. no let's Fiona stop, Apple try, was let's also stop trying too to cool. guess what Andrew would listen to. <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> Could have gone on for another 20 minutes. And he would have been like, oh, no, not them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing you do if you're super stoned and bored. 314-436-7900. What was Andrew listening to? <laughs> I feel just like it started with a D. In. Stevie Debbie Gibson. Terry <laughs> <laughs> McLaughlin for sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we care get it. God. <laughs> man, oh man, the radio instincts. <laughs> we're going to get that Marconi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're putting another we're get that Marconi. next to the one uh, out there. They're going to take a couple Murrows away from us. It's just us guessing for 20 yes. minutes. <laughs> Pretty Spears. This Jeez. is like the time. You know, Mike, uh, I know Kevin knows Mike Francesa, yeah. longtime yeah. sports radio guy in New York. Very, very well known. Maybe the first sports show, right? Him, Mike and the Mad Dog? Yeah, I think so. This dude one time on the air 
counted to, I think it was 35 or 40. <laughs> yes. Because he was looking at the list of college bowl games, and there was a there are a bunch of these <laughs> stupid bowls, and he's literally on the air going one, two, three, four. That's amazing. And he counts to like 40 or whatever the number is. He's like, like That's what, what Dido. Kind of, Dido? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had the, the power to fire people, <laughs> this this would be the most at risk he's ever been, which is saying something. Uh, which is saying Which is lot. really saying something. <laughs> Speaking of, oh uh, I hate to do this, but Amy, I'm breaking up with you live on the air. Uh, I have a reason, but you gave me another reason Uh-oh. when you sat down. When you said, because uh, you, don't, you don't realize the effect that this has on people like us. <laughs> the first little bit of conversation she made with the group was, oh, man. I was out running today, and the first two hours, it was dark and raining. <laughs> and Wheeler goes, the first two hours? <laughs> like, like, for most don't of us, like, say that around people 20 like minutes us. is like, that's a long run for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, like, I'm sure I was up at the same time, peeing with my eyes closed, trying <laughs> to stay asleep as much as right. I could. Keep them closed. Keep them closed. Keep them closed. <laughs> and Amy's into her 20th mile. No, the real reason I'm breaking up is I hear that you watched Dumb and Dumber and you hated it. <gasps> okay, so... Yes, I had never seen Dumb and Dumber, and um, Mason Jar and his son Aaron Jar were like, you need to see Dumb and Dumber. It's, it's, you, you're going to like it, but it's a rite of passage. You have to watch it. And I thought, you know, I'm like, well, I don't like violence and like really vulgar things. They're like, no, it's just dumb humor, right? You're going to be fine. So I watched it, and it was so much worse than I ever could have imagined. It was so dumb. It was dumber than I ever could have imagined. It's literally in the name of the movie. I know. It's even dumber than that. <laughs> so I I didn't laugh. I feel terrible. <laughs> it was so dumb. Honestly, that I mean, I feel so bad. It's funny like, to me. I feel bad for you. I know. And I said, I said, this is a me thing. This is a me problem. I know it. I, I'm mad at myself. But, like, there are some dumb things that I'll watch, and I'll be like, okay, that was actually good. Or, you know, <laughs> they're like, you need to watch Interstellar, and I don't like sad things, but I can say <clears> it was... You have a very narrow band, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Dumb and Dumber was so dumb to me. It was so dumb. Should have been more Supreme Court humor yeah. in that movie. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you would have gotten it. I they, mean, like, I like, they didn't mention the Magna Carta once. No? Yeah. I think Elf is funny. Like, and that's just a goofy movie. So it's not that I can't be goofy. I just, the Dumb and Dumber felt very much like a, and this is going to sound sexist or whatever. It felt like a, a, a guy's movie more than, it just felt like kind of like a guy humor Well, movie. Amy's sexist. I'm sexist, I know. Just... But I also think the Three Stooges How are more I... guy humor. Not that girls can't like them, but everyone I know who likes them is like my grandpa, my dad, and my uncles. That's fair. That's how I kind of feel with Dumb and Dumber. But like I, I, I said, yeah. not that girls can't <laughs> like it. It just wasn't that Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. It's not like one of my favorite movies, and I don't quote it all the time like you guys do, but it's funny. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I can't win you right now. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Funny. Amy's clearly on the lost side of this. I know, and I'm. I hate myself. Okay, I can't believe Amy are, didn't like the laxative scene. I'm. De- I'm just these like are the sad. kind of things that you can't talk about on the air anymore. But I feel like we can do it here. Okay. Um, and I have a real. <laughs> this is a real question. Uh-oh. Uh Do you think there's anything inherent, genetic, instinctual in men? That they love stupid stuff like that, and they love to quote it, or is it just the way that we've been raised? 
I think it's that. You think so? So if for like there was a social experiment where they had a fake town and they reversed the traditional roles of the sexes and the girls were all shown dumb and dumber and all that stuff, you think that it would just be swapped? Yeah. I, I mm. don't. I think there's some instinctual. And it, like I said, I'm not saying that it's exclusive, meaning let's say you show 100 people the, the movie Dumb and Dumber. Hundred, let's say you show 100 women and 100 men. My guess is there will be a ton of women who like it, but there will probably be more men. Maybe 90 out of 100 men will like it and maybe 70 out of 100 women will like it. It doesn't mean women don't like it. It just means if you had to say, does this movie reflect the humor of one sex more, it feels more like So that. does that apply to sports then? Like sports watching? Is it genetic that more guys like sports than? And I'm talking just it's not like only men watch sports, mm-hmm. but like it's clearly more men. Yeah. Right. I mean, a higher percentage of men watch the NFL than a percentage of women. Well, just like, but I would say what, this. Is that genetic or is that more behavior? Because when you were a kid, all your dads watched it. And then, you know, all the guys did. And you joked about the same things. I feel like. But it, here's here's what we know. We know testosterone is a hormone of aggression. We know men have more of it. Does it mean women don't like. I mean, I played ice hockey for crying out loud. And I liked it better when we could check. So it's not that I don't like aggressive sports. But again, if you had a thousand men and a thousand women watch the NFL or want to play, I think you would see slightly higher numbers. The NFL in the same way with nursing. Um <clears throat> I do think there is women are predisposed more of that nurture because think of if you even think of like if you talk about evolution, right? And, and women have babies. So there is a nurturing built in or I would say like we were created to have babies. So that nurture was built in. It doesn't mean that some dads are better nurturers than some of the moms. I'm just saying the overall numbers, I would say we women were created to have a little bit more nurture. Where does, that, where does that line stop? Like in the difference, like where where does that mean it? Because I'm I'm not I I think I'm not trying to disprove the point, but I think that people who have had the wrong ideas about things have argued that type of thing. But do they like this argue is a man, like business absolutely. is a man's thing? Yeah, and but I don't an think absolute. that it is. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think business is different. But I'm not arguing in the absolute. I'm just arguing. If you look generation after generation, generation after generation. generation, and also women have to know how to kind of nurture because that's what our bodies do. So to to I think it would be dismissive of the female experience to say you have nothing special or extra in the nurturing category than mm-hmm. men. When mm-hmm. I'm like, well, wait a minute, we have to grow a human and feed mm-hmm. that human. Fair, yeah, fair. I I have a pretty feminine side, as Ranji learned the other day, and. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember which thing you're this was. Outside yeah. of work, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. But uh, but I remember watching Steel Magnolias with a girlfriend and really contemplating faking a heart attack. Like it you was, didn't like Steel Magnolias. Uh, see, this is the Dumb and Dumber. That's yeah. the, that's the Dumb and Dumber for girls. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I know no, a man I, who likes Steel Magnolias. It's more. It's more really. Like, what's his name? <laughs> I mean, I can name a couple guys, but I should throw them out. Uh, Kurt, uh, I think my brother likes Steel Magnolia. Big seen Dave it. Zimmerman likes Steel Magnolia. I don't think he's like, Magnolias. it's my favorite movie, but he's seen the movie and I haven't heard that him about it. across Conoco fast. <laughs> I've seen the movie is not the same as I like the movie. Yeah. Having okay. watched I'm not well, saying, I know one guy who really likes that I'm not movie. saying you're less of a man if no, you like it. No, no, no. But her evidence is 
he's seen the movie, and that doesn't mean he liked it. That just means he's seen it. Amy's seen Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I have. It was so hard I just to watch it. I like was like, please, can I die or something before this movie is over? That's wow. ironic. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. One twenty-four in DGS. One more follow-up on the whole male-female thing. This I happen to have the story already. It made me laugh. Uh, most species of frogs. When the female does not feel like mating, mm-hmm. they pretend to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my move. <laughs> I've done some people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I am some people like that. The male frog is getting frisky, and then the female's like, rip it. <laughs> yeah. Female frog but we just, keep having frogs, so I yeah. guess the males are like, okay. Yeah. Female frog just croaks. Oh, it, she does this all the time. Get up, honey. Is the uh, praying mantis uh, decapitate the, the male thing real, or is that I just something so. we've been told? No, I think Spiders it's Spiders, too. I think black, black widows. widows. Yeah. 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 Boy, if you're a... If you're a boy Black Widow, you got to be pretty damn horny. <laughs> I mean, you know where it's leading. You, you see what happened to your dad. I'll take my chances. Well, I guess you didn't see what happened yeah, to your dad. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. What about a bee? You know, a bee stinging you. That's such a spiteful thing to do, where I'm going to injure this person, and I know it's going to kill me, but I'm doing it anyway. I wonder from an evolutionary standpoint why that makes sense. I don't. I'll tell you. Because their only goal is to protect the hive. That's all they care about. But wouldn't, so, but wouldn't evolution want more bees to protect the hive? Like, why would they die when they? Oh, sting I don't know. You? I don't know about that. But they don't. They don't. They're, they're programmed to protect the queen and the hive more yeah. than themselves, and because the queen will just make more. It, you just made me think of when I was in law school at Washington. I swear, I think that. For the first couple months, all my friends thought that I was being paid to be there as entertainment because, <laughs> like, everyone was from the Northeast. And everyone went to Harvard and Yale and Brown and all this stuff. And and we're at lunch, and I'm having conversations like, did you guys have tick check at night? And, like, how many times a day would you step on a honeybee? And they're like, who are you? Like, what's... Where'd you grow up? Yeah. Some of our help stepped on honeybees, I guess, but... <laughs> Check. Oh yeah! Uh, Remember how common that? that was when you were a kid? Oh yeah! It was literally several times, several times a week. <laughs> what about? Did you get the lice check in school? Oh yeah! Oh okay. yeah! Okay, I'm just making sure that's universal. And you know what's sad, just- though? I remember this like it was yesterday. I could tell you the names. I won't. Uh, but I could tell you the names of the kids who were positive, and they were the only ones they ever checked. They Aww. would just, they're like three kids. They just come in and be like, you, uh, you, and you. And they would do it in front of <laughs> oh, us. That's, that's <laughs> awful. This is a random life. Welcome check. to the uh, 70s and 80s. Last time. Right. And, and so the, uh, it's just the way it is. The poor kids in our school uh, got free lunches for working in the cafeteria. And they would like empty the trays, scrape the trays. And one day, one of them didn't show up, and they put me in, which I now realize maybe I was the guy on the bubble, <laughs> right? <laughs> the bubble poor kid, <laughs> right? I, and it was goulash day, and so I had to wear a hairnet and scrape goulash for an hour Ugh. and a half while my friends went by, and not so silently judged me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm now. sorry, Dave. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. DGS. So if you're new to the show, um, oh, Monday is our 20th. Okay. I started October 16th of 2000. 
So Monday's the 16th. That's our 23rd anniversary going under our 24th year. Correct? Yeah. Okay, good. So that's that. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you're new to the show and it, and it feels weird to you, it's because it's a very weird show. It is completely unique. Uh, we will go from jackassery to uh, politics to religion to philosophy. Speaking of religion, we have the priest and the rabbi coming up at 3 p.m. Uh, rabbi Shmuel Greenwald joined us, m- joined us Monday, I believe, uh, from Jerusalem. And he was in a bomb shelter, and he made it back, and he'll be here live, so that should be really good. Hopefully you'll listen to that. Uh, 4 p.m. we'll have our friend Brian Kilmeade from uh, Fox & Friends. I'm sure he has lots of takes on this. Uh, But then we'll be silly, and we're going to be silly now. Uh, At the end of the last break, we talked about goulash. And that Rach said that she loved goulash, and I loved goulash. And here are my favorites from grade school lunch. Goulash. Chili con carne. Anyone know chili con carne? What yeah, is what, con carne? Yes. With meat. Meat. With meat. Chili with meat. Oh. There you go. Uh, pizza burgers. Yeah. Which were yeah. just the bottom bun. Yeah. And then ground beef with some sort of pizza sauce and cheese. Loved. Uh, tuna bumsteads, <laughs> which were just tuna salad and stale hot dog buns. But I loved them. And, uh, and so you had to eat everything on your tray to get dessert. And dessert was was kick ass. It was like Texas sheet cake and big cinnamon rolls. Oh. But I could never eat everything on my plate because I was very picky. And you had to drink your whole white milk. And it was always and and the day I decided to go for it because it was Texas sheet cake. I decided to go for it, and so I had to drink my milk, which was just. I, I almost erped, and then they had lima beans, and I ate every <laughs> damn bean. And I went up with my empty tray, and I'm like, you know, Shawshank or something. I'm like, I'd like a dessert, please. And the lady goes, Oh, we ran out, but here's some buttered bread. I almost oh. burned that place down. Buttered bread. Buttered Ugh. bread. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I would have eaten it. You can't run yeah, out of it. Yeah. Sounds yeah. kind of good. It is good, but I, I mean, so when, you're right oh. when you're expecting when you're expecting sheet cake. That's what was a big that, deal. What was the tuna thing you had? Tuna bumstead. How many Michelin stars did your grade school have? <laughs> we had we had pizza every day. Yeah. It was like the, the rectangle pizza. It was that pretty was pretty much it. pizza and fries. Yeah, tots, tots and chicken tenders or chicken nuggets. We didn't have options like you had. Oh, you you think ours is better? Oh, I was yeah. gonna say you uh, tuna bumstead sounds gross. You had pizza every day. That's all I that's all I remember was the pizza. I think it was an option every day for ours. Really, great they were, something yeah. weird. Yeah, we had the snack shack, so we didn't have a traditional cafeteria because my school is so small. But you could order at the beginning of the day, like all different kinds of food, like a ranch steak or a little personal pan pizza or chicken or something. And they would heat it up for you and have it ready yeah. for you at lunchtime. Was it good? That's kind of what it we was had. Awesome. The pizzas were wow. so good. The ranch steak. Oh, I wish we I had one right now. We didn't call it that, but we did the same thing. We had to do it like weekly. You had to place your order for each day weekly, so they knew what to cook which day. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, we only had like twenty kids in my eighth grade class. It's, okay. You know, it's not like it was a big school. So, uh, I, I, I mean this legitimately. So, when you were homeschooled, mm-hmm. was it quite regimented? Like, okay, it's eleven thirty, time for lunch, or was it pretty loosey goosey? So, we were. The rules were not regimented because we ourselves 
uh, kind of regulated, made our own uh, schedules and were pretty self-disciplined. I was a morning person, so I would wake up and I was doing schoolwork by 6 a.m. Like I wanted to be Here up. She goes and again. I wanted, no, yeah. no. But then like my, my older sister, I think the rule was you just had to be working by 8 a.m. or by 8.30. I, I don't remember, but it was something like do that was a, the rule. Do you have a rule. bad sister? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think we were all pretty good. Um, and so then let's say at if you had to be working by 8 a.m., and this is a true story, and I know this is, it's just, this is why, like, I would always, I would say if I had kids, I would homeschool my kids. Um, we'd be working, and my mom would, like, put a, start a fire in the fireplace, and we, she would make cinnamon rolls and hot oh chocolate and coffee God. and, like, bring it in the family room. So we were all working in Holy self-discipline. Hell. So there was a heavy, heavy focus on, like, agency, being self-disciplined, um, self-delegating. But then she would come in. And I remember being in high school working upstairs on math homework in my room. And my mom, we got, like, a cappuccino maker. <laughs> she would bring, like, lattes upstairs. It was awesome. So I know that's, like, people are like, that's not how it was. But it really was. I'm going to say amazing. this. That's amazing. It was amazing. It, it really is. <laughs> but uh, I am glad you were homeschooled. Not for you, but for other people. Because if you had been in a classroom... <laughs> You would want. You don't know what this is, but this Grading exists. On a curve? No, 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 no. I know Front who you're going row, for. Front row, hand up. Yes! Every, every. Uh, yes, I have yes! a question. Oh, the one that God. goes. You forgot to give us our homework. Yes, yes. that would oh! be you. Yes. In my class, it was Monica. You said we were going to have a quiz today. Windy. Yeah, mine was windy. I'm sorry. That Monica would you. do that, and we'd all be like, "Oh, we hate you." Front and center, right in front of the, the teacher, would eventually move their no, desk away from you. Yeah. It's just like oh. they say, you really are. It's lonely at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Damn. Is that how you see yourself? <laughs> who around, around the horn, who is your first celebrity crush? When you're like a Crap. kid. I know. Let's Tom Cruise. Okay. From Top Gun. Fair enough. Long, long time ago. Marky Post. No, nice. oh, that's a good one. I love I that's love a good one. Night court. Night court. She yeah. can wear a blouse. <laughs> Who was the, uh, the who was the brunette Charlie's Angels star? Jacqueline. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith. Smith. That would be the one, probably. She or or maybe brand. the uh, who was the mom from Silver Spoons who was also on like Buck Rogers TV show? Oh yeah, Aaron, Aaron Gray. Gray. Yeah. yeah, but those two basically are the same. Good choices. Yeah. Andrew, if you say Dido, I'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been. I can't think of who it was. I can't think of who would have you been. You can't like think a of who your first much. crush was. It's one of no. the minions. I was. <laughs> it's Pikachu. He's he's saying that because I I was using the Bing AI making things like uh, Chris Ranji giving a kiss to the minions and stuff. Like that. That's not what you made. No, that is not what you did. I've given Andrew like ten people to get on his guests, and he's spending his time making. Chat GPT minions of Ronnie's minions. Minion. He kept no. getting frustrated because the AI was like rejecting his inappropriate minion. Yeah, I was he was trying to make, make a photo. One. I was trying to make one for Chris and it just wasn't it just wasn't working. He was trying to make fo- he did actually make photos of minions rioting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, That's why I don't have guests. That's your guy. Shooting AK forty seven. Great. I remember, I specifically remember my brother asking me, like, who my celebrity crush was, and I didn't have one at the time, so I just said Elvis. <laughs> but he, the first guy he just, like, lo- yeah, he was Wasn't just, he like, dead by the time you well, were that yeah, age? yeah, he was dead, but I saw him in movies and stuff. Okay. And Didn't I you latch onto he... Elijah Wood what? for a Dude, while? have some chill. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because everyone's always so chill towards me. Yeah, no, you're right. I need I to have some. I didn't latch on to Elijah Wood. So I need to have some chill. With no, listen, Wood. listen. Let I'm me the, explain I'm myself. The one who needs everyone liked Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was big in my friend group. And yeah. everyone loved Orlando Bloom, obviously, right. because he's Orlando Bloom. And I wanted to be different. So I went with Frodo instead. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Have some chill. It's okay. <laughs> he's like, have didn't some you? Chill. I, I just didn't like the phrase, didn't you latch on to him? Yeah, because you had no one else to go with, so you went with Elijah Wood. Make Uh, it sound more pathetic, I'm begging you. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, my story. Uh, Yeah, but you're telling it, so that's cool. (laughs) I was telling my adorable Elvis story. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, Much like today, I I liked him old and dirty. Uh, He's like, I love Charo and the Lander sisters. He's like Maud. Yeah, I loved Maude B. Arthur. I mean, Adrian Barbeau. He's like non-ironically like, yes, you yeah. Adrian Barbeau was on that show. Oh, She you know was what? young and perfect yeah. and, and just stacked. And here came this middle-aged woman in a moo-moo. And I'm like, what's happening to me? And she was only like 38 in that show or something like that. Everyone looked 20 years older than they were yeah. back yeah. then. I remember um, I was a kid, I would see Remington Steele. And was that Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was so cute. Yeah, he I was, was. Like six. It's his whole career. Like he's a good-looking six. British. He's a gentleman. handsome older man. Yeah. Now. Well, he was a handsome younger man yeah. to my six-year-old self. Like, oh. Isn't it weird that uh, within a very small margin, we all agree who's attractive and who's not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? I mean, is it is it instinctual? Is it what Hollywood fed to us? Have you guys seen? Um, I don't know how scientific and real it is, but there's a thing on TikTok. They've got a filter now where apparently there's this like 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 rule. And it kind of divides your face into I have seen that. fifths. And, yeah. it, you know, the closer you are to being 20 in each of those little fifths, the more generally people think you're good looking. So maybe mm-hmm. it's something like that. Yeah, but then you have like, you know, we just turned off her show. But Drew Barrymore, who is a can everyone considers her to be an attractive woman, but she doesn't have like a, the symmetrical, yeah. symmetrical face. She just has like that charm that makes you think that she's attractive. Yeah, and right. people seem to agree on that too. Attractive. No, no, no. I'm not saying she's not physically attractive. I'm saying she doesn't have that classic symmetry that mm. Wheels is talking yeah, about. She's yeah. cute. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, she's perky. Yeah, <laughs> cute. <laughs> Say it more. What? <laughs> cute. Why am I like all of a sudden uncomfortable? Why? I don't know. It feels like we're at a slumber party and our parents are going to catch us. <laughs> I just feel like Andrew's going to reveal something else about me. I just feel like dealing with it. That was really cute. Yeah, though, didn't you just latch on to Elijah Wood there? Yeah, because like, it was like sad. Like no one, else, no one wanted to go to the prom with you. So. By the way, Rachel, who's Kurt? Uh, don't worry about it. I'll okay. tell you. On the <laughs> I've been thinking about that for 15 Rod, minutes. Like, Rod's just like stuck. She just threw Kurt out like earlier, and I go, wait, ago. I'm sorry. He's Who? like, he's, Who his is this? going, what is this? Kurt and Dido. We are 100% how far past you moved past We 100% are at a slumber party right now. <laughs> no, no kidding. I keep forgetting we're on the air. No, kidding. Mr. Russell himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 150 DGS. Uh, okay, let's just do a little bit more fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you have developed a fear of 
as a grown-up, and I have an example. Uh, driving back from uh, KU a couple weeks ago, parents' weekend, uh, we drove through, I mean, it was like uh, George Clooney, perfect storm. North of 70 was a terrible storm. South of 70 was a terrible storm. Going right in the middle of it, semis, the wind was blowing us all around. There was just like debris from the first storm, and I was really uncomfortable. Never, never been like that before. Uh, so I'm not afraid of storms. I love storms. And I'm not afraid of driving, love driving, but I got really uncomfortable for the first time ever. How about you guys? Anything that you've developed? Uh, I'll, this is kind of dark, but like I would always go out in the woods and stuff by myself and I was totally comfortable. And then I saw deliverance and now I'm like scared of being isolated in situations like that. I mean, it's a scary situation. Not, not dark. I mean, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh... Well, it must be the Amy knows this one because we have the similar fear about being wrongfully imprisoned. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm afraid of, of going to jail for I something too. I didn't do. Are you afraid of going to jail for something you did do? <laughs> well, if I did it, then you know I probably deserved it. <laughs> but I'm serious. What What's the most likely crime you're going to be falsely accused of? Oh man, I don't know. I murder? think you do. Probably murder. Uh, he really is thinking Involuntary about manslaughter. Yes, 100%. I was going to say, you're not going to jail typically for the lower level ones. I don't know what it would be. Well, I'm a good citizen. Yeah, you are. But that's that's why you I'm afraid. not to be, though. That's why I'm afraid of being in the wrong place at the wrong time on the wrong security camera. And they go, there you are. You were there at that spot. And then, you know, or being the person who sees, being the last person to see somebody alive. Hmm. Oh. I, you know That's what I mean? Quite specific. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't get that kind of detail unless it's happened before. <laughs> and you have the same fear. Uh, I have a fear of going to uh, prison. Yeah, being wrongfully accused because I think like not being believed is just sounds yes. awful. That that's just like yes. one of the worst feelings. I don't think that'd be the worst part of prison for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no, no. no but no. that. I don't think the injustice would be what no, kept no. me up. <laughs> I mean, it's the the double whammy of not being believed and then going to prison. But here's one that. To the, the spirit of the question, like something that's new, I like I'm hesitating even saying it because it's so stupid. I have <clears throat> had stayed at I'd house sat for people. Right. I've stayed at my parents house when they were gone when I was a teenager and older. No problem. Then I moved. And for years and years and years now, I've been in an apartment. And I don't know if it's the I've moved to a small, manageable space. Plus, now I'm in the news all the time. I'm a little afraid to, like, be in a big house by myself. Mm. Like, when mm. I think of house sitting. Too many places to hide. Yes. And I hate that I'm afraid of that. So I almost want to house sit or something to prove to myself that I can. Like I said, I feel so stupid saying this out loud. But I just realized I, I live alone. My apartment's manageable. And it's been that way for years. But it's been a long time since I've house sat for someone. And I think especially the bigger the house, the little bit more nervous I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's weird. I would go to you, Wheels, but, <laughs> but yeah. He's got nothing. I mean, you've got to be afraid of something. Uh, it's that feeling you know, like it's I, a little I'd tightness. Say, no, it's not that. Uh, maybe, like, having your identity stolen. Oh, for love of God. <laughs> <laughs> what? That scares me more than anything else. Sweet Christ on the cross. I mean, it just nothing scares me. I would be the only me. You never get scared. I mean... The, yeah, if something the, the like if dark, my kid was in Israel no, right now, no, I'd be scared. The, no, yes. no, not the kid. You. Graveyard. 
No. You hear a bump in the night. No. Uh, a big mean dog. No. Well, no, like a big mean dog, like charging at me. All right, sure. Witches, yeah, witches. everyday fears, witches, everyday okay. fears, everyday witches, witches, a witches. Brown recluse no. crawls up your shorts and you can't find him. Uh, Why was that hot? <laughs> <laughs> and then what? I mean. <laughs> Hey. So, Kevin, we could put you in a cemetery, like yeah. a spooky cemetery, yes. like a mausoleum, like yes. a crypt. And you'd be fine. Yes. All night. 100%. Total we're, silence. We're doing no fun. It. Let's yeah. go. Of we're course doing we're doing it. it. We really yeah. should have done do a haunted house. Let's go. Seriously. Not too late. Anywhere, anytime. <laughs> not too late. I'm going to pull a Kevin on haunted houses. The, you know, the, the not actual haunted houses. The, the, the setups. But the setup ones where you pay money and go in. Yeah. They do not scare me. Because I can't see the people who are in them working. I see them as people working. Yeah. Didn't you say right. like they're, like they're making seven dollars? Yeah, an these hour? people are like making fifteen bucks an hour. But you're also expecting them okay. to jump out, right? So Limp Mansion. All right. Haunted three family members cool. committed suicide. Well, you stay cool, there all by yourself. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Gonna happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 